welcome to church. It's good to see you this morning. We're having an all-age, so the children are going to stay in all morning with us, and hopefully I will be able to keep them awake. Um, if, if, if the chances of me doing that with the adults improved, I'd be laughing. Um, Rob, you're going to read for us. Thank you, sir. Let me pray for you. Lord, we thank you for Robert. Father, we ask you to give him a clear, strong voice this morning. We ask that the words that come out of Rob's, Robert's mouth to change the lives of everyone that hears it, Lord. This is your word. This is your truth, Lord. And I ask you to help Robert now to change hearts and minds with the power of your word through his voice. Amen. Right, reading from... Ruth 1, verses 12 through to 18. Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband, even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons. Would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters, it is bitter for me than for you, because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this they wept aloud again. Then Orpha kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, even if death separates you and me. When Naomi realised that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. Thank you, Robert. Well, <clears throat> this morning we are going to be having a journey through the book of Ruth. Now, it's, it's not really, sadly, it's not really a book that gets spoken about that much. Um, and I don't know why, because it's amazing. Now, I've got a little activity for all of us to do. Whilst I'm speaking, I'm going to give you the excuse to do something while your ears listen and your hands work. Now, on this tray, I have some little balls of air-drying clay. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to make a little figure of you. So each person, if you want, you can have a piece of clay. So I'll pass this round. Robert, if you can just take that and pass it along. There we go. Take one piece and mould you. I want to see you making something that looks like you. Well, as close as you can get with a ball of clay and a pen. <laughs> Don't eat it. Now, I'm going to tell you about the characters in the book of Ruth. There are three main characters, okay? So we've got Ruth, obviously, that's who the book's named after. And then we've got a lady called Naomi, and we have a man called Boaz. And these three people 
all come together and the story in it is amazing. Now, first of all, I want to talk about Naomi because really the book of Ruth should actually be called the book of Naomi because she really is the main character in this. Now, I want to show you something. These are not books of the Bible, but they're almost as good. <laughs> Mr. Men and the Little Misses by Roger Hargreaves. All right, these are one of my favourite books to read out loud. Now, the point I want to make to you this morning is, what's his name? Mr. Bump. Mr. Bump. And what does Mr. Bump do? He, he gets bumps. Who's that one? Mr. Uppity. And what is Mr. Uppity? He's a bit snobby, isn't he? He's a bit uppity. Mr. Busy. What's Mr. Busy? He's busy. Mr. Slow. Mr. Slow. And he is? Slow. One of my favourite ones. Mr. Rude. Um, little Miss Bossy, and what is Little Miss Bossy? Bossy. And Mr. Nosy. And who's this one? Little Miss Chatterbox. Now, have you noticed something about their names? They all match their descriptions. They match their personalities, don't they? Now, Naomi. Her name is almost like a Mr. Man name because her name matches who she is. But there's something wrong because Naomi means pleasant. It means kind of a pleasant, happy, cheerful, wonderful, open, lovely, warm person. But we find in the book of Ruth that Naomi is anything but that. In fact... She would rather be called Mara, which means bitter. Because, unfortunately, Naomi has lost her husband. Her husband died. And, unfortunately, her two sons also died, leaving behind them their two wives. So Naomi, who was happy, she had two wonderful sons, she had two wonderful daughter-in-laws, she had a family. And unfortunately, she lost half of her family. All the men in her family sadly died. And she was so distraught, she wanted to go back to her bigger family in her hometown. She wanted to go home. But Ruth and her sister-in-law, Opa, or Orpha, she was a Moabite. So she lived somewhere else. She wasn't one of... God's Israelites, she wasn't an Israelite. She was a Moabite, and so was Orpha. Now, what happened is Naomi says, look, you two, you're young. You can still go and have another family, but I'm too old to have sons, and even if I did, there's no way you would want to hang around for 20 years for them to grow up so you could marry them. So go home, go back to your home, go back to Moab and find another couple of guys, settle down and be happy. And the girls, Ruth and Orpha, they didn't want to go. They said, well, we want to go with you back to your hometown. And she said, no, 
you can't do this. You need to go back. And Orpha, she decided tearfully to return back to Moab. But Ruth, she said, no, I'm not going anywhere. And Naomi said, no, you need to go and have a new life. You need to have a new family. And Ruth said, no, where you go, I go. I'm going to be like your people. I want to be with your people. I want to be with you no matter what happens. Only death can separate us if God chooses. And so the two went back to Naomi's hometown. And when they reached there, that's when Naomi says, look, don't call me Naomi because Naomi means pleasant and happy. And I'm anything but that. I'm depressed Call me Mara, because Mara means kind of depressed, bitter, angry. Now, Naomi, being the young woman, she needed to get them food. So she went off to this place where she could get some food. And then in those days, they had these things called threshing floors. Can you say that? Threshing floors. Now, threshing floors is a place where you got all the wheat... So you know all that brown stuff we've got in the fields at the moment? What they would do is they would get the wheat and they would pick it up in great big lumps and they would smash it on the floor like that, just... like that, And all the stuff would come out and then they'd get it and they'd get this fork in there and they'd throw it up in the air and it would separate all the stuff. And what would happen is people would go out and they would do that. Now, if you were poor and you didn't have any land, then, unfortunately, your chances of eating were very, very slim. But God had a plan for these people. So he put it in his work, in his laws, that if you were poor, you could eat some of the food from other people's fields. So if you dropped something or you left something behind, you're a rich landowner and you dropped some food or left some food behind, God said to them, don't touch that. Leave that for the other people, the foreigners and the poor. So they get a chance of having something to eat as well. So Ruth went out and she gleaned. That's the biblical word, gleaned, which basically meant she went around picking up the stuff that other people dropped so she could feed herself and Naomi. Now, when she was doing that, she met this guy called Boaz. Now, Boaz was an old man, probably quite, about maybe 60s, 70s. He was quite an old guy, but he was a good man. And he saw Ruth, and he recognized Ruth as being in Naomi's family. And he realized that because she is connected to Naomi, and so is he, that this woman is part of his family and he has a responsibility to look after her. And so Boaz did. And he said to her, do you know what? Here, have some more. And he gave her more food that Ruth took back and gave to Naomi and they could eat. And the next day Ruth went back and she was working in the field with Boaz. Boaz helped, gave her another job so she could do even more and get even more food. Now, at night time, it was customary at the time, because you were up quite early, you just slept on the threshing floor. So it would just be a, a hard 
field, a hard patch of ground outside, and everyone would be sleeping in this field. And in the middle of the night, Ruth, maybe she was cold, maybe she was scared of being attacked, maybe by animals, or maybe by nasty people that may have been lurking around. She went and slept at the bottom, right near Boaz's feet. She curled up next to his feet. Boaz woke up and he went, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I just come to you just for safety. I need to feel safe. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to put my cover over you as well. And what he was doing was he was saying to anyone that could see, I'm protecting this woman. This woman is under my responsibility and I will protect her. Now, before the morning, he said to Ruth, look, you have to get up. So Ruth got up because she didn't want the others to see her with Boaz because it might not be quite the done thing. So what happened? She went back. Now, Boaz, he realized that there was someone else in his family that had a greater responsibility to protect them. So let's imagine that in your family. Let's just say you have an older brother, right? And your older brother needs to look after you, but there's also an uncle or a dad. And he has a better way and a better right to protect you, doesn't he? Would it be right for your older brother, let's just say he's 15 or 16, would it be better for him to look after you or the parent? It would be better for the parent to look after you, wouldn't it? So what he did was he said, there's someone that's probably better to look after you, but I want to look after you. So I'm going to go and ch check with that man if it's okay for me to do it. So he went off into town and just coincidentally bumped into the very person that he needed to speak to. And he said, look, there's this Ruth woman. And he went, yeah, I've heard about her. She's a daughter-in-law daughter of, of Naomi. And he said, yeah, that's the one. I want to look after her. I want to take this woman in and I want to feed her and look after her. I don't know her very well, but I really feel that I need to look after this woman. And so the man with the more responsibility for looking after Ruth said, okay, if you feel you want to do it, you do it. You go ahead. You look after her. And so Boaz went back and he looked after Ruth. He gave her all the food she needed, all the comfort she needed. And the two of them, Ruth and Boaz, fell in love. Naomi was taken care of. All of a sudden, Naomi has the family restored. She's got a family back. She can hear happiness and laughter, and there's love, and there's passion, and all the wonderful things that family is. Naomi has been restored. Naomi is Naomi. She's not Mara. She's not bitter or unhappy. Naomi is Naomi again. And guess what? We could leave the story there, couldn't we? Because that's a lovely, happy ending, isn't it? Everyone's happy. 
But there's more. Because they're not, no, they are seriously happy. And do you know what God does to them? He blesses them. And he blesses them in a way that is even more amazing than falling in love and having a family. He makes them the ancestors of Jesus. If you look in the Gospels, you'll see this long list of people that were Jesus' relatives, and Ruth and Boaz are there. They are included into God's family. Because if Jesus is the son of God, Ruth and Boaz, well, they're in the family too. And Ruth, she wasn't an Israelite. She was a foreigner. But she gets included too. Now, you might be wondering, why on earth have I spent five minutes making clay figures? Well, that figure is you. And right now, you have the choice to choose family. You know that old saying, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family? You know what? You can choose your family. You can choose to be part of the most amazing family you will ever belong to. And that is the family of God. You can be in the kingdom of God, which is the family of God, if you choose to. You see, Boaz, he chose to be in that family. Ruth, she chose to be in that family. Ruth and Naomi, they chose each other. They chose to be family. You see, that whole story is about people doing the right thing and choosing to be family, choosing to love, choosing to be family. Now, I've got a silver plate here, and what I want you to do is I want you to come up. If you want to, you can either keep your figure or you can choose to be in God's family. And this plate symbolizes God's family because we'll all be together on the plate. Now, remember I said to you about your prayers, your post-it prayers? I want you to put those prayers on the bottom of your little man or your little woman. So you can stick it on the top or you can stick it on the, on the bottom. Either way. Because those prayers are prayers for molding you and shaping you into the way that God wants you to. And you've just molded and shaped something that will look a little bit like you, hopefully. So if you want to choose to be in God's family, come and put yourself on the plate. Yeah, pass those around, Mum, thanks. There we go. That's it, just put them on there. Wonderful, thank you. Excellent. That's it, anywhere. There's always space in God's family. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's, quite, that's pretty good. Any more for any more? Right, anyone else wants to put it on? Last call, last orders. Oh, there we go. Fantastic. You chose family. You chose 
to put yourself in with everyone else. Now, the New Testament, the bit where Jesus comes in officially, wow, that's where we really see this new family, this new family that choose to be family, start to come together. And in the book of Acts, we see that family. And it, do you know what it's called? What's it called? It's church. God gave us the opportunity to be together as a family, and they called it church. Church isn't a place where you just come and throw a few songs out and learn a few things. Church is so much more than turning up on a Sunday and singing a song. Family was so much more than just having a husband for Ruth. Family was so much more than just having a wife for Boaz. Family was so much more than having someone to pass on the family name to Naomi. Family is everything. And in this weird and wonderful world, family, church, is sometimes all we've got. And as I look around this room, and I know everyone's names here, and hopefully you know everyone's names here, we are a family. We care for each other. We share each other's lives. We pray for each other. We want the best for each other. And where we can, we help each other. We choose to be family. We choose to be church. And we do it all because God gave us the opportunity to be in his family. Jesus died on the cross so that we can be reunited with our Father and be in his presence and in his family. And for that, Jesus, we owe you all the praise. We owe you all the worship because without you, Jesus, we would have no family. We'd be separated from our Father. So, Lord, we thank you for Christ. We thank you for Jesus for reuniting us with you, Lord. Help us, Father, to really come together as a church, as a family, and just worship and be in your presence. And thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us. Lord, I just want to pray for us all. Lord, thank you for bringing us together this morning. Thank you for bringing us together every week, Lord. Thank you for this wonderful family that you have provided for all of us. Thank you, Lord, that there is no perfection in this place other than you, Lord. Mm. Father, we thank you that you have given us uh, your family, Lord. You have adopted us into your family, into the relationship that you have with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. Lord, that perfect trinity, Lord, we will be part of that. We are part of that family now, Lord. We bear your name. We are your image bearers, Father. And I just really thank you and praise you for the wonderful gift of family and mm. church. Amen.